most of us see the world as a friendly, if not sometimes dangerous place. But this concept of danger that we all cling to is a fairly new one. There was a time when people didn't expect bad things to happen to them. They thought that people were mostly good, and because of this, they thought their children were safe. Kids had a lot more freedom in previous decades, but that really isn't the case anymore. Now, parents know that every time their child leaves their sight, something can go wrong. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the 1966 case of the Beaumont children, three siblings who went out for a usual day at the beach and never made it back to their families. This was another case recommended by super listener Casey, and it is one that I have been meaning to cover for a while. I actually watched a documentary on this case a while back and remember being pretty alarmed by it. Speaking of listeners, I received another request through the reviews of the show, and I see now that I'm getting to that a little late, so sorry about that. But for all of you listeners who don't do social media, you can contact me at amongthedirtandtreespod at gmail.com. And yes, listener who I will just refer to as Ghost, I can absolutely cover the Michigan Triangle. So thank you to everyone who has reached out. Now, we'll get back into the episode. The Beaumont children were composed of three siblings. There was the eldest, Jane Beaumont, who was nine, her younger sister, Arna Beaumont, who was seven, and the youngest, Grant Beaumont, who was four at the time of the disappearance. These children were living their best life during the summer that they vanished. It was routine for them to go down to the beach alone, and they even knew how to take the bus to get there. And I remember being really surprised by this, given their ages, but then again, this was 1966. Stranger danger was barely being born as a concept, and people still trusted their neighbors. It was an age where people didn't really expect anything to go wrong. At least, they certainly didn't expect for their kids to get kidnapped. But this is one troublesome fact about this case. We still don't know what happened to these kids. They might have been abducted, or they might have been swept out to sea. Unfortunately, the evidence seems to lean towards the idea that they were kidnapped and possibly killed. But we'll get into that. On January 26, 1966, the children decided that it was time for another trip to the beach. Their mother allowed it, instructing the kids to take the bus because it was hot. They left on the bus at 8.45 a.m., Their mother told them this was going to be a reasonable trip, not a long one, so the children were expected home by noon. A few hours at the beach is still a few hours at the beach, and I'm sure that the kids were excited for even a little bit of time. Their mother sent them off with enough money to ride the bus and to enjoy some food down at the beach. This would eventually be a major piece of evidence during the investigation, but we'll get into that a little later. The children left for the beach and their mother waited for them at noon, but they didn't show up. She waited for the next bus and they didn't show up. 
As the hours passed, I'm sure her thoughts began to change. When the kids first disappeared, everyone kind of assumed that they were just being little troublemakers. They thought that the kids lost track of time or simply didn't want to come back from the beach yet. But by three o'clock, their mother was starting to panic. And that was when their father got home. Once his wife caught him up on the situation, he hopped in the car and went to go pick the kids up himself, no doubt ready to give them the lecture of the century for worrying their mother. But as their father walked the beach, he was surprised and concerned to find that the kids were nowhere in sight. And there wasn't any evidence of them either. Within a couple of hours, their worried parents went down to the police station to file a report, and the real search began. Missing children are no joke, even if you don't jump to the worst conclusion. When a child goes missing, it can be for any manner of reasons. For all their parents knew, the kids could have simply gotten on the wrong bus and found themselves lost. But to start, police searched the beach and the surrounding area. They explored every inch of the beach, interviewing other beachgoers and talking to the nearby store owners who might have seen something. And though they did not get the information that they needed to find the children, they did learn something very disturbing. The children had been seen at the beach, but they weren't alone. A few people reported seeing the kids with a strange man, and even more disturbing, they said that the kids seemed really comfortable with them. Police were just going on eyewitness reports, but they wanted more evidence, and they found some. One local business owner knew the kids fairly well because they would frequent his shop pretty much any time they came down to the beach. He recalled that the children came in to order something unusual, a meat pie, and he also noticed that the kids had a good amount of money on them, definitely more money than their mother had given them. This told police that their mother was not the only adult giving them cash, which certainly sounded like confirmation that another adult was involved. And I think that this is a really interesting detail in the case because I have to wonder how calculated it was. I think like many true crime fans, I've always been terrified by the idea of people who are very smart and very bad. And I don't just mean CEOs. I mean the puzzly, deranged criminals that are outthinking everyone at every turn. Now, I'm sure that they are few and far between, but I always wonder how intentional criminals are being with their actions. Did this mysterious man know that the shop was a place where the kids would be recognized, so he sent them in to grab his food instead of being seen by someone who would definitely remember him? I really don't know. But what I do know is that when police mentioned the mysterious man to Mrs. Beaumont, she became very, very worried. Little kids have a way of saying so much random stuff that a lot of the time we don't always think much of what they're saying. But sometimes those confusing words have hidden clues. It was during this time that Mrs. Beaumont shared a concerning detail. Recently, Arna had been teasing her sister. 
she had told their mother that Jane had a boyfriend down at the beach. And upon hearing that her children were spotted with a mysterious man, I have to assume that her heart probably stopped. She told police that she didn't think much of her youngest daughter's remarks. She understandably assumed that her daughter, who was only nine years old, had made friends with another child down at the beach. And looking at it from that lens, it really makes sense. Younger siblings are known to taunt their older siblings about dating, and given how young they were, I could see why she thought nothing of it. Unfortunately, it appears that the mysterious boyfriend was not another child, but likely a predator who was targeting Jane and her younger siblings. Reports would say that the kids were playing with this man and had been seen with him in other instances too. It wasn't just this one time. From what we can tell based on these details, it appears that the children were being groomed by a very dangerous person. While they were just going down to the beach to have fun, it would appear that they met some dangerous company, and I hate how disturbing it is. Assuming a mysterious man did take the kids, I have to wonder how long he watched them for. How many times did he see them come to the beach unattended before he decided to lure them away? Unfortunately, the reports of him at the beach were not the last reports the police received, and the new sightings were even more disturbing. The children were spotted after their reported disappearance, which you would think was a good sign, but not with the context. A local man saw the kids walking through the nearby town, and they didn't seem to have a worry in the world. This would have been around the time that their mother was waiting on that second bus, assuming they missed the first one. And police were worried by this because it was really uncharacteristic. The children hadn't disobeyed rules like this before. So it really makes me wonder if this strange man made up a lie about their parents. Sadly, a lot of child abduction cases involve instances like this where the kidnapper will claim to know the child's parents or to have been sent to pick them up or something. And I wonder if he pretended that their parents said they could stay so they didn't have to worry. Of course, this is all my speculation, so take that for what you will. But the next sighting was more disturbing. The children were seen entering an abandoned building with a man. A short while later, a young boy, who we're assuming was Grant, was seen walking outside of that building. And as he walked, the man emerged, roughly grabbing him and dragging him back inside. After that, the children weren't spotted there again, and there was no evidence of them other than the sighting of a bag that looked similar to the one they left with. But, like with any case, police found themselves grappling with reports well past that, and yet none of them could be truly proven. There weren't cameras to catch the kids on their trail out of town. After this... Mr. and Mrs. Beaumont went through the heartbreak that so many parents do when their children go missing. They dealt with false reports, trick letters, and claims from people who were all too happy to use the case for their own media attention. But the days kept passing, and the children were never found. With a case like this, 
The lack of evidence makes it difficult to pinpoint who could have done it. Like with other similar cases, police just kind of started looking at likely criminals. There's a lot of theories, but no one concrete. There are a surprising number of bad people in the world, so when children go missing, police start looking at suspects who have been known to harm children in that area. They looked at killers in the area who had targeted children and were eventually caught, seeing the potential that the Beaumont children were among their list of victims. A lot of people have been considered throughout the years, and considering this case has maintained prominence in the public eye, I'm sure even more theories will continue to emerge, but there's only one that really came with a compelling case. At least, he tried to make one. Bevan Sponsor von Einem was a child murderer and serial killer who was loose in Australia at the time when the Beaumont children went missing. He is still in prison for the crimes that he was convicted of, and he has told others that he might have been involved with the Beaumont children. A police informant claimed that Einem admitted to taking the children and that he actually told the informant he used them to conduct science experiments with surgical practices. I am not going to lie to you, it kind of sounded like a creepy human centipede type situation. But the good news is that police do strongly believe that he was lying. He wouldn't be the first serial killer to try to take claim for crimes he didn't commit, which is just a really weird thought. But in the end, the children were never found, and we still don't know who took them. So, if you want to discuss trips to the beach, stranger danger, or meat pies, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod or the email among the dirt and trees pod at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. <laughs>